judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. It's been 12 years in the making and the Lions are back. Get your tickets at rugby.com.au. Yes, hello, good morning, and welcome to a totally cricket-free zone, ladies and gentlemen. Thank goodness. Uh, Matty Burke is not with us. He, uh, we are instead joined by Adam Fryer. Adam, good morning. Good morning, Tony. What is the, are you joining us from beautiful Melbourne, of course. Uh, the weather for the F1, oh, I can hear it's oh, it has it already. What's going on? You trackside, buddy? I'm not trackside, but mm-hmm. uh, it's been quite feral the last couple of days. <laughs> it's it? been above 30 all week, yeah. and then one of the greatest sporting events in the world that absolutely buckets down, and yeah. they're predicting more rain, mm-hmm. and funny enough, Melbourne freezing cold again. But certainly going to get down the trackside this it? afternoon. Wouldn't suit, not gonna, the, wouldn't suit the grid girls. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's better things to watch, Tim. I have to oh, right. or, Actually, probably not, because I don't actually even like the racing, but uh, it will certainly be uh, a spectacle this afternoon. I'm going to head down and have a look. Beautiful work. Timmy Horan uh, in Brisbane. What's the mood in Brisbane after a surprising defeat last night? Yeah, very disappointed crowd, disappointing players, but for the Western Force, it was a great win for them. First time they've won at Suncorp Stadium out of uh, six matches, so... Uh, the only positive, really, for the Queensland Reds was Will Guinea. He's come back after six and a half months with a, a knee reconstruction. He played the first half, but apart from that, St Paddy's Day in Brisbane is going to be very quiet today. Yeah, Will Guinea will join us a little bit later on the show, and we thank him for that in advance. Uh, the hair looking good, too, um, Will Guinea, last night. Can I, just before we get to I'll, I'll run you through the scores if you've missed overnight scores as well. Uh, I just wanted to mention to you, two gentlemen, just that... The, and just a lesson for anybody, the, that an innocent children's television can put you in a very difficult place. I've spent a bit of time, uh, boys, in the last couple of weeks uh, at hospital. Both my wife has been had, you know, under the knife and my uh, son had some stitches had to put in his head. Now, he's very, uh, a, a very big fan of a show. Did your kids, um, Timmy, when I was Peppa Pig around? No. Peppa Pig, no. no. No, right. Well, Peppa Pig, terrific little TV show. But there's a character there called Dr. Brown Bear because he is a brown bear. That's what he yes. is. Yeah. Uh, and Harry's favourite character. Uh, and so Harry has a little medical kit and he calls himself Dr. Brown Bear. So we go to the hospital and uh, Harry's got the stitches. He gets the stitches put in, has a little bit of gas on, you know, so he doesn't, you know, muck around, jump around. And my wife, who is a little bit flummoxed by it all, at the end, she says, uh, now, Harry, after the students, thank Dr. Brown Bear. And I look across to the Indian doctor, uh, who hasn't watched Peppa Pig, obviously, and is looking at me as if I am the worst what is going on in the world. So, Dr. Brown Bear is a brown bear. That's all I'm saying. He's a brown bear. The Hurricanes, 23, beat the Highlanders, 19. The Cheetahs, 27. Uh, the Waratahs, 26. We'll have a chat about these games a bit later on. Uh, the Chiefs, 35, beat the Southern Kings, 24. The Crusaders, uh, they're back, 41 over the Bulls, 19. Who had been Crusaders it oh, on fire, on they? fire, the Crusaders. After losing their first two games, yeah. now they're back. And they look real good. Western Force, this is the one we'll get to and we'll speak about uh, with Will Gania as well. Uh, beat the Reds, first time in Brisbane. They've done it 19-12 to 12 last night. And, of course, I haven't seen this. Maybe uh, Adam can talk about it a little bit later on. The Brumbies have not... Uh, beat the Sharks 29-10 to 10 to continue their winning ways. We'll get to all of that and so much more right here on The Ruck. It's your Sunday Rugby Show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Hitching a ride on The Ruck, your Sunday Rugby Show. Tony Squires, Tim Horan and Adam Fryer joining us today. All right, let's have a look back at the round. Uh, 
of rugby in the Waratahs. Now, look, they've, they've promised they promised a change under Michael Check, and there has been a change in the structures and the way they're playing the game. There wasn't a change, sadly, in the number of people who turned up at Allianz Stadium to have a look at them play the Cheetahs on Friday night. Uh, Adam, I think it was 12,500 or something is what the... Uh, the figure was yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, it looked a very bare twelve and a half thousand. But I have to admit, the the South African games in Australia really struggled to attract any you know any fans from the opposition. I don't mean too many people that live in or from Bloemfontein living in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, when we start playing the Kiwi teams, I know crowds start to pick up. Local derbies are the same. But I think the Kiwi crowds, when they play Australian teams, is the unsung hero. Those numbers are really strong at the moment. It's just the South African ones are a real dud. Yeah, well, Blues next week, that would make test to see the, your theory there, to see how many people turn up. What about the performance, Timmy, of the Waratahs against the Cheetahs? Yeah, I think they played a they played a bit better game. They, I mean, under Michael Checker, the new coach, they're trying to play an open, expansive game. And you know, whilst they lost by a point, um, you know, twenty seven, twenty six, they they still tried to play a bit of a, a wider game. But they still look like they they struggle. Adam, I'm not sure what you think, but after Plan A, there doesn't seem to be a Plan B. And Israel Flaus trying to get involved in the game, and, and Bernard Foley as well, but. Uh, it just doesn't seem they've got an answer for it when they, they get to a stage where they've got to pull the trigger on a game. They, they they fall back into their old ways. Well, I think their old ways is simply this. You watch the Crusaders play, hardly any mistakes, no turnovers. The Waratahs were scintillating at times. Pete Beetham, who was his run-on yeah. debut, I think, was outstanding, but drops the ball cold three times. Bernard Foley makes some really good decisions at 10, but then makes some really poor ones. Now, I know it sounds a little bit strange, but if you can eliminate all of the bad errors and the, the poor efforts by the Waratahs, I think you put them up at the top of the competition. It's just, at the moment, you can't even nearly consider them with the amount of mistakes they make. I think their mindset's right, but still, it's no excuse, and it's very hard to attract a big crowd when you're not winning. Uh, and they've tried the, we don't, we're not here to entertain, we want to just win, and now they're trying, we're here to entertain, and we're not winning. So, it, you need to be flawless, and the Waratahs are nowhere near that yet. Yeah. What, what a great effort from the Cheetahs, though. That's their second game uh, win on the road. They beat the Highlanders the week before, then the Waratahs, but... Adam, you, you and I know if uh, you play rugby in Bloemfontein when there's nothing there to do, you want to actually go away and travel on a wallaby on a tour. You know? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the other thing. Season. And that's yes. the other thing we've forgotten about. This Cheetah side is a good rugby side. They absolutely floored yep. uh, Otago the week before. They've come out and they've beat the Waratahs and now they'll head home uh, and face the Rebels, who you would see on the competition table. They, you'd think they would win that with the way they've been playing. So they're a smoky, and they're, they're certainly a club on the rise, and they have been for a number of years, but they've just lost the close game. So you've got to give credit to the Cheetahs. They're a better rugby side than people think. Yeah, well, Some of the Tars have been saying that there's a, a different feeling within the group now than there was last season, despite the fact they haven't won yet. And they said a different feeling even in that, that crowd was small. So perhaps there is a, a will there for the change, and you know a win will just change everything for the Waratahs. They desperately need it. All right, let's go to that game uh, last night then, the uh, the Reds. Western Force, look, they thrashed the Reds one game last year, but they haven't actually uh, beaten them in Queensland, in Brisbane before. There was something just in the steely glint of those forwards' eyes last night that just said we are not going to be moved, and then their halfback had an absolute corker to push them around the park beautifully. Oh, they totally outthused the, the Queensland Reds. And the Western Force, they came out. Michael Filer, the new coach, who was the Waratahs coach last year, has now gone on the Western Force and obviously played over 60 games for the Queensland Reds. Knew the style of game that the Reds were looking for. Knew they were trying to create a really quick game. And if you're going to beat the Reds, you can do two things. You can um, not try and attack at the breakdown and set your defensive line. Or like the Western Force did last night, they sent a heap of numbers into the breakdown. Uh, Hugh McMinimum was really good. The um, ex-Queensland Reds player who's been away for a few years 
Um, Angus Cottrell as well. Richard Brown was sensational. But they, they flooded the breakdown, Adam, didn't they? And they slowed the Reds' ball down so that they, they could then set the defensive line. So it was a really good effort and well planned from the Western Force. You're spot on, mate. And look, some rugby league sides, if you slow down their play to ball, ball you can actually dominate the game. And I think that's what the Force did. Um, for mine, you know, a, let's say a club in crisis, but did the Digby Oani thing have an effect on the performance? Ant Fainga obviously pulled out just before the game. And these are the things, these little things around the edges where the senior players need to get involved and make a decision and standing players down and there's so much communication around that. That's energy spent away from preparing for a game. And I know you can't use it as an excuse on game day, but did that have an effect leading into the game? Look, I don't know. Uh, but certainly the Western Force, they've been building for that win. They just went down overseas and now uh, they see themselves as a club who have not played a game at home this year. So Sansa, certainly have a look at the draw and see the Western Force have not played a home game and consider changing it for next year. That's just not fair on anyone in the Western Force tech camp and certainly their mem- members and their punters back in Perth. You know, the uh, Digby, the only thing you mentioned, uh, I noticed the photograph, the uh, the Bungie Brothers that was taken, that was that was more than just one club there. There's, you know, a bit of, of variety. Of course, of course. Time. But These this, ones, look, their underpants <laughs> and six-packs, uh, just posing like there's some kind of human fountain. But everyone does that. I do, yeah. I do that all the time. Oh. I've, got, I've got albums full of them. So, like, they're just in fluoro and hot pants and yeah. euros <laughs> and all sorts of things. It's, there just it, wasn't it, Instagram around back yeah. then, wasn't it? That's the other thing. Well, and look, that's an interesting one. I'm glad you brought that up because, Look, social media is 10 years old, yeah. and it's very hard to govern or even manage the way social media works. But as that photo sits and what went out on Instagram, they've done nothing wrong. No. They really have done nothing wrong, but it's unfortunate that if you do, something eventuates or comes to play later in the evening and you're seen or with a group that are all in a photo, that's the photo that's going to make the paper. And it's not the media's problem. It's not the media's fault at all. They had to put a pic to a story, and they've done the right thing. But you know, I just don't think it represents rugby in a good light. Uh, and I, I certainly know that James was James O'Connor, that is, and Kirtley took it down uh, within a couple of days, and they realise it now that it's just probably not the best thing to do. But again, they've done nothing wrong, and you can't well, really penalise them for them. When you say they've done nothing wrong, Quaid Cooper is wearing lime green underpants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're under. But look, as I he said... He should have been fined 10 grand t- Thank you. <laughs> and I'm not sticking up for them. It's not a shot that I would endorse or put up, but uh, as it sits right now, they probably have done nothing wrong, and it's just a, you know, a group of friends all catching up. They are Wallaby teammates, but I tell you what, it was a, a really tough thing to manage down here when uh, a lot of Rebels players were involved in that photo, not because of what happened later in that night, but just, oh, just, I felt sorry for Kirtley, because Kirtley's got his head down in the spa, so he's obviously got a rotten rig, and everyone else is out, <laughs> like, flexing, going nuts, and he's sort of covering himself in the water. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of six-packs there. Photographs of me and my friends, there's just a lot of kegs, really. <laughs> Wine sack. <laughs> <laughs> They do look good. All right, the other game, I don't know, did either of you boys manage to catch up with the uh, the Brumbies? And that's a terrific effort. They're yes. down the Sharks, 29-10, to 10, Adam. Um, it was a fantastic game, and I have to admit, now, looking back in the last time the Lions tours, the Brumbies dominated, and they also dominated the Wallabies selection. I think they had one player out of uh, their starting team and also a reserve in that Wallaby side. So, Robbie Deans, is there a potential to, to pick all the Brumbies this year? Jesse Mogg outstanding again. He scored a try. Uh, yep. Joe Tamane, again, he is just in such great form. Matty Tamil. Now, Matty Tamil has been cited, an off-field yellow card, so he could be in a bit of trouble this week. And, of course, Henry Spade having a blinder. They all scored. They got the bonus point. 
point. Benny Moen came out early in the week and said they're off the grog until he says so. It yep. just seems like a not a, a, a good club culture, that's doing well, well on the field, Tim, as you said. It's, it's doing well off it. And from my mail around the community and what they're doing to the city of Canberra is just amazing. So keep up the good work. Not just Jake White. have to admit, we've forgotten about two other great coaches in Laurie Fisher and, of course, Stephen Larkham. Now, they're two guys that have not even nearly got a wrap for this great run of the Brumbies, this undefeated run, uh, and Jake White taking it all. But certainly those two, those two coaches be playing a huge role. Yeah, I mean, Christian Liliafano and also Matt Tamura learning so much from Stephen Larkin, the ex-Wallaby fly half, who has, has been there mentoring the players, and he's on the field, he runs a kicking tee out. Um, but for the Brummies, it was their first game outside of Australian opposition. So it was a real test for them. And to actually, to win in Durban is a very, very difficult assignment. And to win 29-10 against the Sharks team who made the final last year, Super Rugby final last year. So the Brumbies are the real deal. And Tim, 29-10 when Kinkowski scored right at the death. So really it was a 29-3 thrashing. It was an absolute thrashing. Well done to the Brumbies. Well done to the Brumbies. Carrying the Brumbies, uh, the Australian rugby at the moment, without a doubt. All right. We want to get to more a little bit about that culture and that drinking ban that's going on in uh, the ACT, not necessarily with the Raiders. That's next on The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Adam Fry joins us from Melbourne. Uh, Timmy Hoare is in Brisbane. Tony Squires here in Sydney. Basically, we've got you covered from the Bass Strait to Bribey Island, haven't we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> North of Bribey Island, up no- to Mooloolabar, Noosa. <sighs> Beautiful news of the Sunshine Coast. How are you going up there? Abstinence. We talked just briefly about the Brumbies and how well they've been going on the field. Uh, and clearly what happens off the field is a huge contributing factor. They have decided there's going to be abstinence from alcohol. And this, as I mentioned, is in the city where there's been lots of problems. And perhaps the problem for the uh, the Raiders in Rugby League has been specific to a couple of the players, i.e. Josh Dugan, who are now parted ways, uh, who was shown on the roof of a, a house drinking what looked remarkably like a uh, Bacardi Breezer uh, and flipping the, uh, the bird to officials when he was drinking while injured. Now, that culture seems to be an incredibly important part in what makes a club successful. Ben Moen, who was a Waratah, is now a captain at the Brumbies. He said the team is not drinking for the moment. And they haven't said till the end of the season. He said individually he's not going to drink all year. And part of that is his desire, not just for success with the, that club, but to get a, a Wallabies jersey. How important is it, Timmy, that kind of idea of, of I guess it's discipline, isn't it? That, it's, it? that the players are putting their hands up and say, we desire it and we're prepared to do stuff to achieve it. Yeah, it's discipline, but it's also creating a really good culture, and it's, and it's showing respect to the leader. So the leader, the captain, and also Jake White. Jake White wouldn't have made the call, and, and really good teams that I've been involved in, it all comes from within, comes from the players, not from the coaches, or comes from the medical staff. It comes from the leadership group, from the younger players, coming to the captain saying, listen, whilst we're away on tour, we're away for two weeks in South Africa, um, a lot of the times when you go on, away on tour, it's a great time to bond, but you can still bond without drinking alcohol. So um, Ben Moen knows that if they can go away... Now, they picked up five competition points last night. So if they can go away and come back with eight to nine competition points, that will set their whole season up, uh, the Brumbies. They'll come back to Australia. They'll obviously then start to play some New Zealand teams, which will really start to test them. But, yeah, Ben Moen, very good leader, and he's growing in there with uh, a guy like Jake White next to him as well. Adam? Did you, in terms of abstinence, now when you were playing, were the things that goals that you set or ways that you went about showing that, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm here for the long haul? 
Look, I don't think it's... Alcohol doesn't always have to be alcohol. Just making a sacrifice together and making a decision together. And, uh, look, I've been in clubs where we've had alcohol bans and it's certainly worked. And I've been in clubs where it's just, you know, behave by the rules and make sure you, you know, play within reason. And if you go out, just have one or two beers. And it's that trust within the group. Now, if you're setting drinking rules and saying tonight there's a curfew and things like that, I think it just shows a lack of trust. Now, the good clubs, that being in any other code, you can say, right, oh, guys, behave yourself tonight, and that just simply means you're not drinking and you, you listen to your leader. But I don't think forcing drinking bans is the answer. I think understanding that you just can't drink, is, if that makes sense, is another one. But just on Josh Dugan, strong male that he could be playing uh, rugby over in France after that dilemma because he uh, obviously has been cut by the Raiders. He'd be a pretty handy rugby union player, and there's talk he might be heading over to France to have a crack. Well, would he be handy? The, the, the question is, and this is another issue, is handy if he doesn't get in the way of the other team. Now, it seems to me he lost his teammates. His teammates didn't want to play with him there. And no matter how good you are, if you turn up another club and you have that same kind of problem, then surely you're a negative rather than a positive. Well, in France it might be different, Tony, but uh, I, I am 100% sure that if you've lost your playing group, you could be you don't, not drinking booze or anything. As soon as you lose the trust, don't worry about the perception out there and, and the people and what they think. It's the reality inside the group. You lose that, there's no even point turning up. Josh Dugan, really disappointing. You can't do that and, and even nearly recover, but... I think he may find himself in a different code in a different country pretty soon. Wow. Well, I tell you what, when, when, Adam, when you talk about abstaining from things, you know, apart from alcohol, um, Tony, um, you have to be very careful leading into a game that you, you know, especially at home. As I used to, when we played a Saturday night game, I used to mow the lawn on a Saturday morning just because otherwise you, you, you wait around all day and you get nothing done. So I'd go and mow the lawn. And I ended up cutting my, cutting my finger one day trying to clean out the grass from underneath the, the, uh, the push mower. Right, while it was and, still going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, so, I, tell you, I, I had to get a few stitches. Had to get a few stitches in my finger. So from then on, I said, I actually convinced my wife uh-huh. that three days leading into a game, mm. um, I couldn't do any washing because I couldn't didn't want to hurt my back by putting the, the dirty clothes <laughs> in the in the in the washing machine. Also, unpacking the dishwasher or packing the dishwasher in case I cut my finger. So that was three days out from a game. But there's certainly one thing and you works, do steer clear of. Yeah. There's one thing you do steer clear of, and it's not, got nothing to do with culture. It's the buffets in South Africa. Every time I used to come back from South Africa, I used to put a lot of weight on in my face. Now, I, I don't understand why. It was too many carbs. So now, if I ever tour to South Africa, just no carbs and just hot lemon water. Uh, and that, that's what we do in rugby. Well, we'll just sit well, around this table like, and talk about our feelings. When you're, in, uh, when you're in Durban, there's a hotel you stay at there in Durban. And, and, and Adam, you would have stayed there. It's the only place. Well, there's so many Indians live in, in Durban. You can get every different curry for breakfast. They don't oh, get the, the bunny chow. Isn't it? And the Dr. Brown Bear. (laughs) (laughs) They're a beautiful combination. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday morning rugby show. Will Ganny is still to come. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. I'll catch up with some scores now. Look, I I did say at the top of the show I wasn't going to mention cricket, but gee, that was just an amazing uh, debut. Darwan, the Indian opening batsman. Got about 180 odd in about 10 minutes. Indian none for 4,023 <laughs> in re- reply to Australia's 408. I felt very sorry for Mitchell Stark. Uh, he on 99, a bowler coming in to do the batsman's job uh, got 99, but then was uh, caught behind. Didn't get that first ton. But Australia 
completely struggling after uh, what had gone on there. In the rugby, OK, the Hurricanes 23 beat the, uh, the Highlanders 19. The Cheetahs, as we talked about, 27, just that one-point win over the Waratahs at Allianz Stadium. The Chiefs 35 beat the Southern Kings 24. The Crusaders 41 over the Bulls 19. Western Force, an upset victory over the Reds in Brisbane, 19-12. to And the Brumbies uh, beat the Sharks 29-10. to Speaking of that defeat in Brisbane, Will Gania will join us next on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. That's Bernard Fanning. Wish you well. His uh, solo effort, I think he's uh, about to get in the studio to do a second album. He would be a man who would be hurting a little after last night's result. Be good Brisbane boy, Bernard Fanning. I've seen him at the rugby at Brisbane uh, several times. Last night, of course, as we mentioned, the Western Force, their first win over the Reds in Brisbane uh, in a tough game. It was the comeback game for Will Genia. He would have been hoping for something a bit better result-wise, but it was terrific to see him back on the footy field, not just for the Reds, but uh, what that means for the Wallabies further down the track. And he's good enough to join us right here, right now. Will, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, mate, congratulations on, on the comeback and, and, you know, getting through it successfully. Obviously, it uh, would have been a disappointed dressing room, though. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, yeah, obviously very disappointed. I mean, the, the most frustrating thing for us is we feel as though we've sort of just been trotting along and um, kind of being a little bit complacent with, with, with things and at times probably beating ourselves. But, you know, you've got to give credit where credit's due. I think the Western Force came out and executed a quite a specific game plan, you know, targeting the breakdown, playing a bit of short-side rugby and not playing too much footy in their own half. Hey, Will, Tim here. I want to quickly talk about your comeback from your knee reconstruction. It seemed to be very well managed by the medical team. You had a pretty much a plan to come back about this time of the year after you injured it in, in Perth last year in September. It's, uh, you, you must be pleased to be back how you've managed that all the way through. Yeah, I've been very fortunate and very blessed with the people that I've had around me. Um, you know, the medical staff, not only at the Reds, but obviously at the Wallabies, we've put in place programs to make sure that um, it's managed well and then you come that you come back uh, when you're ready to play. And, um, mate, I felt really good. I felt confident out there. I didn't think about it at all. I reacted very naturally in, in all situations. And, um, yeah, as I said, just been lucky with the people that I've been able to work with to get it right. Now, obviously, David Pocock um, went in and had an operation, uh, a cruciate ligament uh, operation on Thursday night with Dr. Peter Myers in Brisbane. Have you spoken to David? He's obviously going to be out now for another six to eight months. Yeah, I've been in touch with David. I spoke to him just after he got out of surgery, and he was obviously disappointed. But David, being the guy that he is, he's already looking on the you know on the positive side of things. And um, you know, the, the good thing about him is he'll, he'll be there to support the team, whether it's the Brumbies or the Wallabies, regardless of his um, of his knee. Uh, Will Adam Fry here, mate. Just uh, in your absence, you'd have to be proud of what uh, the young Reds halfbacks have done. Frisby, Lucas, the nursery of depth that you and Mackenzie's created in Queensland is just unbelievable. Yeah, very proud. Not only that, I mean, proud of everyone. I mean, if you look at uh, our team over the weekend, well, late with draw with Anthony, if I hang out, then you bring another Wallaby into the team in Mike Harris, then you bring another Wallaby onto the bench in Dom Shipley. So there's, there's just depth being created everywhere, and it's, it's just great that knowing that, you know, when guys aren't playing, aren't there, you've got quality to come in, which will still, you know, contribute positively to the group. And last night, obviously, your opposite, uh, Albie Matthewson, had a, a terrific game. But you also would have looked across, I don't know, can you tell sometimes through a game, uh, and oh, you're a man who never gives up, but there was that resolve that was in that fourth side. They looked like they were it was just absolutely on a mission, weren't they? Yeah, Albie's obviously a quality player and a great pick-up for them. And I thought he was outstanding last night. He, he gave them you know, a bit of flair, a bit of X-factor, and, and was great with his running game. I think... 
as you said, just just with the force, that, that was the, probably the most disappointing thing for us was, you know, they, they just seemed like they wanted it more. And um, I think in the end, that, that was probably a telling factor. It wasn't so much, you know, tactical play or this and that. It's just they went out there and they were just hungry for it. So, Will, where to the, for the Reds on uh, next Saturday night, you play the Bulls at home at Suncorp Stadium. Are you looking to play a little bit more than the 40 minutes you played on uh, Saturday night? Yeah, I'll bump it up to 60 uh, for that game, and then after that, it's I can play uh, you know 80 minutes each game. So I think for us as a team, we we, we we we've addressed a couple of issues that needed to to be spoken about in the dressing sheds afterwards, and uh, we just need to move on. Obviously, put the result behind us and and take whatever we can out of that game and uh, move forward with it into this week of prep. Hey right, mate, well it was good to see you make a comeback. Good to see the hair make a comeback too. Uh, looking, <laughs> looking sensational on the field. <laughs> if it all goes well, mate, you must be looking forward to not just this, but a crack at the Lions. That would be your big desire this season. Yeah, obviously you've got to get selected first, and if I'm lucky enough to be in that position, um, I'll definitely really embrace everything about it. It's obviously a very special opportunity, but you know, first and foremost, I just really want to, you know, start playing well as a team for the Reds and winning here. All right, mate. Thanks so much for being part of the Ruck. Uh, much appreciated. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Do it on your Will. There he is. Will Gannier from the Reds and uh, I'd imagine from the Wallabies. Does he walk straight back in, boys, do you think, uh, come Lions time? Oh, absolutely. Oh, gonna, the, oh, yeah, sorry, Timmy. No, I was going to say, Adam, he will, but there's going to be some good pressure around. You know, Nick uh, Nick Frisbee, he's, um, you know, who's played the last couple of games for the Reds, but also Nick White from the Brumbies has been absolutely outstanding. So, uh, finally, there's a lot more depth in that halfback position for the Wallabies. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. There you go, Bon Jovi, living on a prayer on The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Tim Hoare and Adam Fryer and Tony Squires with you now. We've already talked about the Boratars and the loss. What we didn't mention was there was some, uh, from Michael Checker, some changes during the week, some structural changes for you guys back to the bench and some, uh, including Drew Mitchell, dropped completely. Uh, that whole idea of being dropped. Adam, you had a, have you got a theory on the Drew Mitchell dropping? No, I don't. I would love to have known more after Rugby HQ. Drew Mitchell, obviously nice enough to go on to the show after being dropped, mm. but... Uh, uh, a real strange one for mine because he actually didn't really give an answer as to why. But look, Check has done it earlier this year with Ben Robinson, put Jeremy Tills in, and Ben Robinson the next week was man of the match. Maybe he's looking for something like that out of Drew Mitchell. But I know Drew is a leader off the field, so I'm hoping they're on the same page. But, um, you know, is he the same player with that ankle? I'd love to see him at full, full flight, but he wasn't dropped due to form. So that just alarm bells are ringing. But... It's never an easy conversation with a coach when you get dropped, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Right. I'll, I'll come back to you and find out if you've ever had that conversation. I reckon you've had plenty of those conversations. Yeah, yeah, I've, been, I've been dropped plenty of times, but okay. not by any women, uh, Timmy, which is uh, probably your biggest problem. Well, I haven't. Uh, I, in my career, I never got dropped um, out of the team. I was dropped once as, uh, as Queensland captain. I had two years captain the Reds, and um, you know I was playing at fullback, so the the coach, John Connolly, thought it was an idea to actually bring the captaincy a bit closer and they uh, ended up picking David Wilson. But I knew it was coming. You know when you know something's cooking and for about two weeks when the coach doesn't talk to the captain, you know that you're probably in trouble. You know? yes. so, Did you arc only, up? Uh, no, not really. No, I think it was all part of a, you know, we had a pretty good leadership group there, so I wasn't too too worried. I mean, the only time I've ever been dropped is in grade nine by my girlfriend of two days. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure what I did wrong in those 48 hours. Did terrible, you t- did terrible you tell kisser. Yourself, yeah, bad kisser. Did you tell yourself or did you get her friends to say, oh, Tim, you were dropped? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. One of the, one of the friends came up yeah. Yeah, and handed me a little note. Yeah. Look, it's interesting in being dropped uh, in, in the latter parts of my career at the Rebels. I'd know when I was about to get dropped, but I'd actually have a bit of a game with it. I'd actually hide from the coaches because the coaches used to like to tell you before they announce it to the team. I'd be really difficult to find. Uh, so, like, I'd be hanging behind the couch in the team meeting, and yeah, Adam, uh, oh, we found him. We can start the meeting. So, but uh, it's like being served a summons. If they can't do it in person. It hasn't actually happened. That's exactly right. I just rock out in the field in the starting team. Go what? What? Uh, but it's funny, John Connolly, you mentioned there before, Timmy. Uh, every time he used to come up to me, this was during the Wallabies, he'd, he'd come up to me and he used to like the horses and he used to like rugby league as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd always come up to me really nice and he goes, Oh, mate, you got back this thing, you know, 18 to 1, had it each way. Gee, mate, how's your punt going? Uh, you know, gee, what about the roosters? Aren't they always good value at 13 plus? Like, really, I'm, going, I'm connecting with the coach here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's a legend. You go, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, mate, you dropped this week. Um, you're on the bench. I was like, I thought we were friends. <laughs> I thought we liked gambling. I thought we liked the races. Gave you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. And then Eddie Jones used to just pull me in his office and just say, mate, uh, you're not in the team this week. And I say, oh, whatever's best for the team. Eddie used to get angry with me with dealing with it. Well, he goes, you should hate me. Yeah. You should hate everyone in this club when you get dropped. Yep. So I found it by the end of it, I was just, uh, I'd always hate, hate being on the bench. But the conversation had, it's never an easy one. Have you ever said, in, in terms of doing it, any brutal droppings, Timmy? Obviously not yourself, but uh, are the coaches that just come out and say, you're gone, you know, or, or often do they try to make it a little bit nice? Yeah, well, a lot of the time now, now these days. Well, I remember when um, the English coach Clive Woodward was out here. He was um, text messaging players when they were dropped, and that's how <laughs> really? they would find out. So, but yeah, you're better off face to face. And um, oh, there's been some, um, some, a lot of droppings in time where players, when you don't expect to get dropped, I think most players, if your form's not up to it, yeah. you always doubt that you, you, you're a chance of being dropped. But when your form's great and you scored a couple of tries, and I remember one player had scored three tries in one game and got dropped right out of the 22 the next game. So when that happens, that's always difficult. All right. Plenty to come on the ruck. Uh, we're obviously talking rugby, but next I would like to get to this survey. Our favourite sports people, the top uh, 50 are listed here. There are some some surprises. That's next on the This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Indeed it is, and look who has just called. This is the man who is the cornerstone of Triple M's rugby league coverage. Uh, he's a former Penrith, New South Wales, Australian rugby league player. I'm talking about Ryan Girdler. Girds, good day. Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, very well. What are you doing? Well, I'm just I'm just on the way to Campbelltown, actually, because we're calling the game today and we're just listening to the show and mm-hmm. had an unfortunate uh, story about actually getting dropped when I was uh, a young fella growing up playing for the Steelers. Uh-huh. What happened? Talk to us. Well... I was playing reserve. I was about 17, 18 at the time, and I was playing reserve grade. And at the time, the reserve grade coach had a really good-looking daughter. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> oh, where's I'd this only, going, Gerds? Where's this going? <laughs> I'd, only, I'd only been up for a couple of weeks. I mean, up in, in reserve grade from 21. <laughs> up where? <laughs> and, um, and so I, I asked her out and started oh. taking her out. Oh. So anyway, that was a, it was a Friday night, and we, we were playing on the Sunday, and... As I dropped her off home and give her a little little peck on the cheek, uh-huh. um, I said, oh, look, I'll, I'll see you next week. And she said, oh, yeah, thanks for that, Ryan. And by the way, just as I was about to close the door, she said, Dad said you're back in 20s next week. <laughs> <laughs> and Send I the was. messenger. <laughs> I was. Uh, uh, that was the end of that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. Okay, Gertz, I know you've got to talk for six hours nonstop this afternoon. Uh, just rest yeah. the voice up, fella. Okay, mate, I'll have a nice cup of chai tea. Dude, there's Ryan Girdler. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. That's the offspring. Days go by. Certainly this hour has gone by in The Ruck. It's time for us to get out. Before we do, Timmy Horan, just looking ahead.
Yeah, the Reds uh, get a chance to come back uh, against the Bulls from Pretoria. They'll be on uh, Saturday night at Suncorp Stadium. Also, the Force get their first home game, so against the Cheetahs in Perth. Uh, the Rebels uh, will be away in Durban against the Sharks. Mm-hmm. And the big match, the Brumbies, are up against the Stormers at, in Cape Town on Saturday afternoon. But also, for all the Waratah supporters, get out there and support them against the Blues. Sunday afternoon footy, yeah, 4 good. o'clock it'll be, I think it is, at Allianz Stadium. And also, guys, overnight, uh, Six Nations. The champions are Wales. They thrashed England, thrashed them. So uh, also France beat Scotland 23-16 as well. So Wales are the winners, England second. So you'd think there'd be plenty of uh, Welsh and English players in the British and Irish Lions tour. Beautiful. All right, all that ahead of us. Uh, Adam Fry, thanks so much for your playing around today. Get out and enjoy the F1. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, There he is. is. Ferrari's out the front. I'll uh, stay away from the good girls. (laughs) (laughs) See you, boys. Get out and enjoy your footy. See you next week. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show.